0: Hello. Hello, beautiful people. Courtney here with Stars of the Morning Light. This is typically your Saturday uh, lesson or check-in moment. I know that this is being posted on Sunday. Sometimes it is difficult to record depending on how many noises are happening around. Um. So I... I'm doing my best. They said that it was going to rain for five days straight, and then it didn't. So everyone has been out and about and working in their yards. And um, I'm doing my best trying to get recordings to you. <laughs> um, this morning, um, I'm doing a Meet the Host Telling you more about myself. The reason why is because I will be launching the website to this podcast and the services that I provide um, this coming week. My deadline was March 3rd, but I think I'm going to give myself a few extra days because Mercury and Retrograde kind of kicked my butt and I'm losing track of time a little bit. Um which many of us are going through that. Um, That's a normal process right now to kind of be letting go of a lot of the concepts of time. Um, But when you give yourself a deadline, (laughs) um, it makes it a little bit more difficult. I want to repeat the Mr. Rogers quote that was used in the past three episodes on Saturday that were part of a three-part series um, of Consciousness, The I We One. Um, I suggest going back and listening to those because I can tell you all about myself in this one right now, but when you listen to those, you really get more of a sense of who I am, how my train of thoughts um, kind of go. So the Mr. Rogers quote, which is also... Um, apropos for what I'm speaking to now of myself, is if you could only sense how important you are to the lives of those you meet, how important you can be to the people you may never even dream of. There is something of yourself that you leave at every meeting with another person. I believe I always had a sense of that. Um, in my younger years, when I partied a lot in the city of Chicago, um, cause I'm, I'm from Northern Illinois. Um, let's say I had a, you know, a great conversation with someone I just met. I used to wear these, um, black rubber, like bangle bracelets, a bunch of them. It is what we were doing. It was the nineties, um, I would give someone a bracelet after an amazing conversation. And not so much that they would remember me. It wasn't so much me ego. It was the conversation. If we, you know, kind of in that moment decided, hey, we're we're going to be here to serve others. We're going to help change this planet. We're going to whatever the conversation might have been you know, some new in-depth thought about whatever, Um, I would give them a bracelet so they would remember what we spoke about. And that's exactly what Mr. Rogers is saying. It's the one-on-one connections that I believe in, that we do leave a part of ourselves with people. Um, And when we when I do podcasts about how energy actually works, um, that'll make more sense because it is an energy exchange. But we do that with our words, with our thoughts, with our actions, you know? And I believe in the one-on-one connection. I, As much as I love huge global change and everything moving towards the better i really see true change happening on a one-on-one basis because pertaining to the i we one you know if you heal and take care of yourself and you can then better heal and take care of the we your family your tribe you know, breaking generational curses, all sorts of stuff, that ripples out to the one. And so I'm very centered in the connections, the one-on-one connections, and I do believe that it really starts with the self-to-self connection first. Um, my background... As far as work-wise, I I should say my my formal education is um, in creative writing with a minor in African-American cultural studies, which led into when I got out of college, um, working at a high school for a while as a career counselor and then moving to nonprofit where I did, um, I ran youth programs and case management for um, young adults ages 16 to 24, high school dropouts, um, disadvantaged youth, let's say that. Um, I did that for a time and then I went into teaching for a time and this was all, uh, I was born and raised in Waukegan, Illinois, which is a northern suburb of Chicago. Um when we all heard in the news a few months back the rioting and all the unfortunate events that were happening in Kenosha, Wisconsin, Waukegan is pretty much right under Kenosha. And that's where I was born, raised, and worked for the majority of my career. And then I now live in northern Georgia, right under Chattanooga, Tennessee. Um, that is my work background. Um, I did well with the case management and um, and connecting with people and helping them as best as my ability could at that time. I was still young um, because of certain gifts that I have. And so to understand that more, I would have to talk a little bit about um, who I was and the environment that I grew up as as a child. Um, I was born with so many gifts, um I mean, and a lot of kids that do have gifts, they are born with like a mixture of almost kind of everything um from e s p to psychokinetics to mediumship to you know they they do kind of have this huge spectrum when you're a child um and then some go completely away, some you have to just say no, I'm not gonna be a part of that anymore." Focus on other stuff, or with many people, unfortunately, it, the stuff is completely denied and they feel like they're crazy the most, the majority of their lives. Um, I grew up in an environment that knew that I had these gifts. On top of the fact that I am a Leo with a Scorpio moon and a Scorpio rising. So, I have these gifts, but I'm also very intense. I was an I was an intense child. Um my nickname growing up was Bubba. Um because I gave off the air of like just a huge bouncer standing at you know, outside of a club like who are you? That was the energy that I gave off. Um, very protective of my household, very intense, very I'm gonna stare you down. And I mean this is you know, a little three-year-old child doing this. Um, so my energy was very intense. On top of having um, all these gifts, but I grew up in a household that understood. Okay, she has all this stuff going on. It was very clear. Um, if I was angry, as a as a young child, you know, stuff would start flying off the the top of the refrigerator. You know it, and so my mother would repeat constantly. Um, Courtney, put your antennas down. Put your antennas down. She kind of taught me, like, you know, your energy, are you're putting your energy out there, you're picking up other energy. You know, everything is energy. So I started to be able to be taught these things at a very young age. Pardon me. That's why you'll learn like. When you get to the website, you know it says that i you know I've been practicing meditation for close to thirty years um it's because I was taught meditation at a very young age to try to handle a lot of this stuff to try to center myself to try to calm things down because at the same time um my home was also full of um Alcoholism, domestic violence uh, somewhat poverty uh we moved around a lot. there was a lot happening um, so if you you mix my intensity, then my gifts and then a lot of a lot of traumatic stuff happening um I was not. <laughs> You could tell I had a really good heart, but when I was a child, you definitely did not want to—I guess you would say—piss me off because um, I did. I was not able to control things very well. Um, in school, uh, it was my—it was a teacher, um, my third-grade teacher, who I dear, dearly love. She has since. Um, She was murdered a couple of years ago, but she was a great advocate of mine all the way through into eighth grade. Um, She was the one who caught, okay, there's something going on with this girl. And so the testing began. And I constantly was going through intense testing um, all through the rest of grade school and into middle school. Um, And they were even giving me, you know, the war shock test and stuff as a child, which they don't, they're not supposed to do and they don't, they definitely don't do anymore. But they kept saying, they kept saying, oh my goodness, what's going on with this girl? Because I couldn't read. There's, well, they thought I couldn't read. If you left me alone with the book I would read it and then I could tell you everything that it said but I couldn't read out loud and how do you prove that you can read out loud you know do you just do it you know or how do you prove that you can read you have to read out loud to someone and I just couldn't do that something would get jumbled in my brain now you know years later when I was studying the the different parts of the brain I do understand okay um I had a horrible fall as a child that I think did mess up things. So I'm not too good with reading out loud, but can I read? Oh, yes. But during all this testing, they would say, oh, she's got this wrong, she's got that wrong. And I was diagnosed with, um, at the time, it was referred to as shell shock. <laughs> now it's called PTSD, um, and that shows how old I am. Um So I I had shell shock as a child because of the environment that I lived in Um, on top of trying to learn at the time, on top of I had something wrong, probably from a fall I had, that it just messes up how things are heard. But then they said, this is the interesting part, though. Something's messed up as far as things going in, as hearing. Like, I... Honestly, folks, I I'm not too good with like vowel sounds and all all that jazz. I just I I just read the word and I don't think about it. Um yeah, to sound things out, it's like, oh, that's too much work. Just read it. Um They would say, you know, she's got this going on, that going on, but at the same token why I was being Um, extensively tested, I mean there were doctors coming in from Chicago, what have you, is because on their testing it would come up that in verbal communication I comprehended 60% higher than the average person. Well, now we know that that was really just my psychic abilities showing up. so what was happening is through this testing you know they'd be saying stuff and saying stuff and I'd follow right along because I could see much deeper into what they were saying I could comprehend much deeper what they were trying to get across um I will tell you I don't do that in my waking life now if I'm hanging out with people I'm just hanging out but as a child you don't know basically how to put your antennas down yet. So I was tested and tested and tested. And then they did start kind of getting into a little bit of the psychic realm of testing. And um, my mother put a stop to that because she was afraid. Because um, this was coming out of the 70s where the 70s were very kind of interesting. So she was she was afraid that, you know, they would see all that I have going on. Um, my mother raised me with kind of a mixture of Buddhism and Druidism, kind of her own little mixture of things. And my father, um, he focused on native American traditions and culture. All of my father's side did. Um, So I was raised with that. Um, I was, because my mother was uh, raised Catholic, um, and it's not that she was against Christ, she was against any organized religion. Both of them were. They kind of just didn't want to steer me that way. Um, So thank God that I did have parents that said, you know what? You need to study it all. Study it all. And sort it out for yourself. And so I set out to do that. Um, But I did still have growing up um, so much anger. And I then started adopting all of the codependency that I witnessed. And, you know, I was building the same habits as everyone around me. and that did not play out too well as I was getting, as I was growing into my teenage years and young adult years that turned into my own, um, alcoholism or drinking my own, uh, drug abuse, my own, um, I started getting into the darker side of spiritual aspects, much darker, um, And is based out of now, as an adult, I can go back and say, Wow, you were just so afraid you know i was I was full of fear, and my go to usually always um, as far as emotions is anger like i i I could be in complete fear. But I'm not going to feel sadness, I'm not going to fear, I'm not going to feel, I'm not going to feel anything really other than anger. (laughs) Um, Not in my, I should say, not so much in my adult years now because I've done a lot of work um, to, a lot of shadow work. I've done a lot of shadow work. And through that shadow work, I have learned that a lot of the forgiveness that I needed to do was with myself. Because having the gifts that I had, um, being able to actually read even though they thought that I couldn't, I started reading things at a very young age. We lived... um, We moved around a lot when I was a kid, but at one time period we lived by the library. And our library was a pretty darn good library in Waukegan, Waukegan is the home of Jack Benny and um, Ray Bradbury, uh, Fahrenheit 451, um, the author. Our library was pretty darn good, and I was that latchkey kid that would walk to the library, and the librarians just knew that I wasn't going to destroy anything, so they would let me be in the adult section. They would let me be in... Locked rooms with very old, wonderful books, um because I respected the books, and I spent a lot of time at the library alone and I mean, I think I was eight years old, and I also on when I would be walking in the library, I would sit and have a conversation with a homeless man every day. <laughs> I was just that kid i was not I didn't really fear external things; it was fears within um more of uh, if I can't manage the, the situation, if I can't overpower the danger, if I can't overpower... So as an adult, when it got to... I have to do this shadow work. I have to get through this anger and this codependency and all these issues that are making me not choose the light. You see what I'm saying? I... My mother also, all growing up, it was a constant, choose the light, Courtney, choose the light, Courtney, choose the light. Because she knew of my gifts. She knew of my intensity. She did not want that to play out neg- negatively. Um, so I learned for with me, my anger really was rooted Not so much in the stuff that would happen. Um, It was the disappointment I had on myself and um, the fears of there are things that are bigger than me out there that I'm not going to be able to fix, manage, and control. And I put so much on myself because I saw my... I, I also, I will tell you had a very big ego, obviously, as it sounds. Um, many years of working on that, um, because it was really my ego just pretty much destroying me. Um, I had to forgive myself and know that I am a spiritual being having a human experience, and that it's okay to fail, and it's okay to not be able to fix, manage, and control. I really shouldn't want to in the first place. It's okay if you can't save everyone. So once I started being able to open my eyes to forgiving myself and working through the anger, um, I then went into um, Christianity extremely, um, extremely focused, extremely um, needing the desire for that structure. And I will say, as much as I had studied before from Native American um, Buddhism, witchcraft, and then into Christianity, it was Christianity that I actually found and learned what unconditional love was. I apologize for the sirens that are happening. Um, I hope all is safe out there. Um I never understood unconditional love. I really thought love was conditional. My entire life I thought that people only loved you for what you could do for them. And I only loved people, you know, if I got a sense that they were loyal you know, I thought love was actually extremely conditional. So I got into Christianity. I got sober. I did a ton of shadow work. I did all sorts of stuff. And this is my early 20s. Um, and I remained Christian for quite a long time. Um, and I am so grateful for that time period because I, I studied even more and, um, I eventually, my husband, I i got married in my late 20s and my husband and I then started moving towards studying like the Jewish roots of Christianity and got into Jewish, Jewish mysticism. And so now I feel like, okay, I'm studying so much and um, I really needed the concept of love. And then when it went into the Jewish aspect, that brought in more of um, kind of a little bit of the magic to it all. Um, since then, <laughs> um, I guess he would say, I would say, I don't know how many years ago now, but we both, my husband and I kind of moved out of that back into a more natural state of just the collective consciousness, the one, the source. Um now I I I'm studying so so I guess you can know, um I'm stu- I'm studying um Toth and the Emerald Tablets currently. That is absolutely amazing. Um on top of the uh Nagamati uh scriptures that is more um i guess you would it's it's the gospels but it's um and other writings um kind of like the Dead Sea Scrolls in a way, as far as like it's christian but it's it's to me what they were really trying to say of the you are the master of your own you know uh, destiny I guess you would say Um, and it goes a lot into the energy and into you know Christ was able to do all that he could Buddha was able to do all he could because of all this these higher consciousnesses Um, I'm not going to go too deep into that because I'm just telling you that's where my course of study is right now Um, and returning back to my native american um roots that my father taught me i know i'm trying to <laughs> um it's hard to kind of talk about myself it's it's not that i i mean i i guess everybody kind of likes talking about themselves but um knowing that the website is coming out i'm thinking okay what what all do these people actually need to know um as far as what I do as services now, um, I do the I do Akashic record readings, and next Saturday is going to be a podcast episode about the Akashic records, um, because I know if I start talking about that, that's going to be an entire episode. So I do Akashic records. Um, I do. Tarot sessions. My tarot is very long. <laughs> it can it m- usually it's about an hour and a half to two hours um, for a personal private session. Um I am a Reiki master, a psychic Reiki master. Um that's energy healing, but I also can go beyond that. Um in a series of shadow work classes that I do with people usually in the fall. Um, which will be happening in fall 2021. Uh, you can sign up for that because I can do all this um, via the the internet. Um, In that, I also clean people's timelines with Reiki. I do a lot with the Reiki, so it's not just your standard energy healing. Um, I also have sessions for spiritual coaching. With that, I want to go back to... That Mr. Rogers quote, that one-on-one connection. This is my thing. Even as Christ said, you meet them where they're at. That is what I believe. The reason I did so well working with young and I will say it, they were, the majority of them were gang members outside of Chicago. The majority of them were, had very harsh upbringings, um, the kids that I worked with for years. The reason I did so well is because I didn't judge them. And I met them where they were at. And they knew I cared. And I could do that because of my harsh upbringing, my, why would I judge you? I know at any turn of the the page, I I could be doing the same thing that you're doing. And I really do believe that. The only reason that I'm not in prison um, and other people are is because at some point I said, nope, it's not worth it. I mean, that's how much anger I had in me for years. So why would I judge? And I do care. I care about every human I meet. So I do well working with them. And I can do that where with anyone on their spiritual journey because now I'm focused on that aspect of connection with humans, um, The the spiritual journey. And Christ said, meet them where they're at. And I I swear, if you're in a ditch, I will get into that ditch with you and I will help get you out and get myself back out and watch you soar. That is how I operate in this world. I will meet everybody where they're at. I will care about where you're at. And I, I don't want either of us to stay in that ditch. So, I'll do my darndest to get us out. um so with the spiritual coaching, I will meet you wherever you are. You could be at the very beginning of whoa, I think there's more to the more to all this than what I was told, and that's beautiful, that's great, or I have clients that um they're spiritual leaders that they've had in the past they came to find out we're were um stifling them and um contradictions all over the place which can happen unfortunately in this field of work so much. Um, and so now they're they're you know, they they're kind of back at the drawing board. Um I will Always try to be real. I will always be respectful. I will always be truthful. Um, So I will meet you where you're at. And without trying to sound ego or pompous, I'm knowledgeable. I'm knowledgeable because of my years of case management. I'm knowledgeable because of my own experiences. I'm knowledgeable because... I read so much, and I have been for so many years. Um, I'm knowledgeable because of the extent of um, practicing meditation I can do. The Akashic Records, all of this stuff makes it knowledgeable, makes me very knowledgeable in wherever facet you might be interested or where you're headed into, on top of the non-judging, um, caring that I, I will, that I can provide. Um, so any of these services on top of, uh, I also do ceremonies. Uh, I can bless houses, cleanse houses, then bless them. I can, (laughs) I can marry you if you want to get married, um, and event planning, um, which I have about 15 years' experience being a an event planner, um, all of this will be on the website. All of this will be on the website. The reason I'm doing this podcast for you to meet your host um, is to know kind of who I am, because I'm not going to put all this on the website. There's I I don't feel like there's a reason for me to, you know, And then in 1985, I did this. In 1992, I did this. I don't feel the need to do that. So I have this podcast here. I'm going to utilize it. I'm going to say this is who I am. This is my intent. My intent is to help you in whatever way you need help. To bring clarity to a situation via the Akashic Records or Tarot. Um help you gain knowledge. I, I will always try to put out there, you know, read this, try this technique. Um, if you need Reiki healing and or, you know, um Reiki and other facets, um, anything that you feel you might need, we can start there. And kind of see where it goes. Um, my plan, like I said, um, is to help. Because if when you help one person, that person ripples out. So imagine if, you know, even if this, in your time, time, you can help five people, that five is actually 50. Then that 50 is 500. Do you see? Um, so that is, that is my goal. And I will say, um, I'm very, very connected to Mother Earth, extremely connected. Um, if she's going through something, I'm going through something. And... I know that the more of us that heal, start choosing the light, start getting our vibrations up, the better off Mother Earth is. So in a roundabout way, this really is for her Um, because I know how it's all connected how we're connected to Mother Earth, and how we both need each other. And she needs us. She needs us to have our vibrations up. Um, And I'll be going through a lot of this in various Saturday podcasts. Um, So I know the best way to do that for me personally. I'm not on the, the end of this that can create technology to help her. I'm not... You know, um, I'm not a zookeeper to take care of her animals. I am, I know how to do human connections. That's what I know how to do. I know how to use my abilities to help other people in a loving, reassuring, empowering way. And so that's what I've come to know. That's what I know I'm supposed to do to help Gaia. So that is your host. That is the host of um, Stars of the Morning Light, which yes, that that title comes from Toth, the Emerald Tablets. And um, I am a child of the light, very much so. And you are as well. I hope this helped a little bit to understand um, because, you know, the Leo and Scorpio in me, I still, I understand when it's like, no, I want to know that person's motives. I get that. I get it. Especially when I hear and see so much ego and so much... um, I don't know, the intentions of a lot of, I would say, spiritual leaders or people that work in this field, um, I think their intentions get a little bit messed up over, over time, and I see so much of it, and I also see... Um, teachers pretty much just reteaching what they know you know what was taught to them which is good that's fine that's that's kind of how it would be but i've had a, a few different clients that you know if they would be working with someone and the techniques that that person would be teaching them just didn't seem to work for them um they thought it was their fault that they were doing something wrong. Teachers, for some reason, um, oftentimes don't give wiggle room or other suggestions or um, allow people to experience and embrace things for themselves that might be out of the box. Um, And really, to me, a lot of it's just ego. Ego. It's it's all ego play and or lack of experience and education in it, um, and I'm not trying to talk negatively. It is what I've seen though. It is what I have witnessed, and it it's painful to know that I I've had people come to me that are now now even more distrusting from when they started because of the quote-unquote spiritual teachers they've had. Um, that it, You will not find that here. And that's what I'm trying to say. I'll meet you where you're at. Um, I will try to teach you what I know. You take what works for you. I will always try to inspire you to find your own path. And if either one of us can't figure something out, um then we then we we just start seeking together you see what i'm saying so i am here i am willing um and i guess that's Now my heart kind of hurts a little bit bringing that up and I wish I wouldn't have ended it on that note. Know that you are loved and wherever you are is exactly where you're supposed to be. It's exactly where you're supposed to be. Continue to listen. There will be um, quick 10-minute meditations throughout the week. Um, later today, this evening, I am going to be posting a, a longer meditation, much longer meditation, um, to clear out your root chakra, to cleanse your root chakra. Um, normally there would be a charge to that, but of course this will be a free one. So subscribe, enjoy spend some time with yourself today and know that i am always here for you you can email stars of the morning light at dot um, gmail.com uh you can call at 706-952-2400 and launching by next weekend the website the website stars of the morning light where you can see all the upcoming classes and services provided and or um, listen to the podcast there. So I appreciate all of you. Thank you for listening. Um, Wherever you are, know that you are loved and you are safe and you are exactly where you're supposed to be. We need to stop judging ourselves and putting such expectations on things. Because when we do that, we lose sight of the human experience and the beautiful, beautiful aspect of just being. So much of this is just about being. That's why we are human beings. So I love you all. Enjoy your day. Namaste.